This is Tracy with Esquire Wellness, and this is Sidebar Saturdays, a wellness podcast for attorneys from an attorney. This week's episode is Work-Life Blurred, Creating Boundaries When Working From Home. Now, if you follow me on Esquire Wellness on Instagram, you know that on Wednesdays, I usually provide tips for work-life integration. And normally, I provide tips for setting boundaries with your work life so that you can enjoy more of your home life. However, what about now, when most of us are working remotely? We have gone to the other extreme of having work at home and home at work and not knowing how to draw those boundaries between work and home life. Many of us have spent weeks transforming our homes into multitasking spaces. Our homes, which was once our place of rest and retreat, it must now function as a workspace, as a school space, as our home space, as a restaurant space, as a bar, as a gym. And you're never really at home and you're never really at work. And you're caught between being a school teacher and a classroom for your children. And for those of us who have kids, I can only imagine what it is like participating in online learning. I can only imagine how difficult it is for you to have some type of routine and schedule to where you can dedicate complete time to just work while your children are learning and then devote complete time to home life. Now the work-life boundaries have integrated too much to the other extreme that the boundaries are blurred. And this can create stress and it can even create burnout even at home, similar to work burnout to the point that you may just give up altogether on having any sense of work life or any sense of home life. Now in this episode, I will discuss how we can create boundaries to continue to have a healthy work-life balance integration. With careful planning, personal responsibility, and the ability to screen out and eliminate distractions, you'll find that working from home can actually be rewarding and liberating. And you can also define the lines between work life and home life. Now, for those of you out there who have kids who are experiencing remote learning, I will also have a special guest host this week. It's Miss Janice from Miss Janice Music, who is an educator, and she can offer advice for parents who have kids who are home while you are working. And now we'll move on to the next segment. Believe it or not, this working from home thing is not my first rodeo. For a couple of years, I had my own law practice and I handled primarily appellate litigation. Because I was an appellate attorney, I wasn't in court a lot. I didn't have clients that I had to meet on a regular basis. So I was able to work mostly from home. And like everything else, you know, I'm thinking that this is going to be the best thing ever. I mean, not having to go sit at a desk in some office for hours, not having to get dressed up in a suit every day, not having to commute, not having to deal with certain work personalities. I mean, working from home, it certainly has some good perks. However, I began to quickly realize how easily it is for work life to become blurred when you don't set boundaries, you don't set routines, and you don't eliminate your own personal weaknesses when it comes to being easily distracted. So probably the first month or two of me starting my appellate practice, I was just basically all over the place. 
I'm working in my pajamas all day. Um, I have work papers and stuff spread out everywhere. Um, I was distracted. I'm taking client calls really, really late at night. I'm, you know, even beginning to feel like a, a little socially distanced from just being at home all day for work and then home all day at night for home. And um, I was also, you know, just beginning to feel frustrated when I felt that my home, that it was no longer a retreat for me because I'm uh, working from home all day and I'm at home. But then my work office was also my home in the evening. Now, working from home, it can be. It can be enjoyable and it can be beneficial in so many ways. But I learned that for it to be that way and to define your boundaries, you have to, one, recognize your, what I call, distraction weaknesses. Number two, learn how to set boundaries. And number three, stick to a routine. And this can work even if you have a partner working from home and even if you have kids who are learning remotely. These are the three things that I did to make working from home successful when I had my own law practice and that I'm using now, even now, while I'm working from home. So in the next segments, I'm going to discuss how you can work on these three factors to work from home successfully and if you have children, to allow your children to learn remotely successfully. So in this segment, we are going to discuss the first factor to helping you get a routine so that you can define the lines and set the boundaries between work life and home life. And the first component is eliminating, reducing, or screening out what I call your, quote, distraction weaknesses, unquote. Now, when it comes to distractions, Working from home instead of the office means basically that you've just traded in one set of distractions for another. Plus, you have to supervise yourself. And you're thinking, how can you stay focused when your kids are bored, the dog is barking, your spouse needs room to work, Netflix just started airing your new favorite show. Um, but again, it's a situation where you, if you think about it, you basically have traded in one set of distractions for another. Obviously from home, these distractions are going to be bigger distractions, bigger sources of distraction, especially if it's um, involving your, your children being at home and that type of thing. But if you think about your work office life, there were distractions that were there. If you were working in an office, you know, there would have been, for instance, you know, the, the receptionist, the, the phones ringing off the hook. There may have been colleagues who were coming by who were interrupting you. There would have been clients who were calling you. There would have been, you know, all types of things that go on in an office that you figure out a way to either reduce to eliminate or to screen out. And so it basically, you're taking that now and you're going to apply it to your home life. And it's important for you just to create a system that's gonna keep you focused and it's gonna keep you productive. Now, you can succeed at remote work by eliminating your personal distraction weaknesses and providing yourself your own structure for motivation. 
And with these tips, you can be a high-performing, productive employee, whether you're sitting in a cubicle at an office somewhere or you're on your patio. Again, if you think about it, you have basically just traded in one set of distractions that you probably had at your office, you know, for a new set of distractions that now you, your, your body and yourself, you have to learn to acclimate to. And again, either reduce, eliminate, or screen out. So basically when you're working from home or um, even in the office, you're dealing with basically two types of distractions. These are internal distractions and these are external distractions. Now for your internal distractions, this involves you personally, internally. Whether you personally can stay focused and on task while you're working from home. And types of internal distractions would be is it hard for you to pay attention to your work for a significant period of time? Are you prone to spending part of the day watching television or surfing the internet or checking your social media? You know, can, can you be easily distracted? So those are the types of internal distractions. Those are distractions within. Now, the second source of distractions are external distractions. And these are external. They would be outside sources of distraction. And these include, you know, for instance, um, your children may be interrupting you, having to work in the same household as your significant other, and they may be having to make office calls and Zoom calls and, and that type of thing throughout the day. Um, the neighborhood kids playing outdoors, cars passing by, maintenance workers mowing the lawn and, 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 and clearing things and that type of things. These would basically be external distractions. They're outside sources that are, for the most part, they're out of your control. So in order for you to kind of develop an action plan to eliminate or reduce or screen out your distractions, you have to identify what your actual distractions are while at home. And to do this, what you should do is you should make a two column list. And one of the lists, you need to write down what are your internal distractions? What is it within you that is preventing you from staying on task and preventing you from being productive? Is it surfing the internet too much? Is it the fact that you, you tend to get caught up on a television, watching television, and you want to watch that instead of, instead of doing your work? The second column should be your external distractions that are keeping you from being productive. And again, you know, these could be your children or um, your, your significant other, that type of thing. But to kind of narrow down the types of what your type of um, internal and external distractions that you may have, here are three questions that you can ask yourself. Question number one, are others in your home during the day that might cause distractions? Again, you know, talking to loved ones, including your children, your spouse working from home, those types of things. If they are, try to get a commitment from them to support you in your endeavor to help reduce interruptions while you're working. And as we go through this, you know, about setting routines and even the bonus segment of if you have children about um, kind of keeping your children on task for learning remotely, if everyone kind of makes a commitment to one another, then everyone, you, your children, your significant other, you can all get everything done that you need to do responsibility-wise for work and school so that you can have a defined boundary and you can have a home life. Question number two, can you screen out other distractions? Now, all of those things that are external sources of distraction, 
they are there then they're they're going to sabotage your work success and if you can close your door and you can um, ignore these outside events even internal if you learn how to how to um, you know eliminate and reduce some of your internal your your internal distractions then success is going to come easier to you question number three can you stay focused and on task while working at home now again due to the remarkable technology that we all have available to us it's so much easier to lose your concentration on work related tasks and you know working from home and trying to balance everything it can be stressful and like I was saying earlier there is a point that you actually can have burnout that you know we, we talk about workplace burnout but you at this point is very possible to have a home burnout because there's so much now that our homes are serving as that you really truly do not have a place to rest and a place to retreat from it all and so think about that you know can you stay focused and on task while working at home and if not what is it what are these sources that are causing you to you know just to, to lose the motivation to stay focused so identifying eliminating or screening out your internal and your external distractions it can contribute drastically to your work life to it to it to it to it being blurred if you don't do these things you know eliminate them screen it out or try to reduce them and so now we will move on to the next segment and that will be setting a routine to defining the lines between work and home when working from home is having a routine. Now, as you will see, all of these three things of eliminating or screening out and reducing your distractions, setting a routine, and having boundaries, they all three go hand in hand. By eliminating, reducing, or screening out your, your distractions, you can get in the habit of having a set routine and following that routine. And then in effect, by having a set work routine, then you can easily define the line and the boundary between work and work life and home life. So having a set routine will definitely make it easier to set those boundaries between work life and home life. Now it can be challenging and isolating to work from home and oftentimes you're going to find your attention wandering, especially again when it comes to your internal and your external distractions. But a routine can help you focus on your tasks. And here are some strategies that you can do with helping yourself to have a routine. And then that way, again, if you have a set work routine during the day and you can minimize your distractions and you can get most of your work done during the day then it makes it so much easier for you to have that boundary and the work and your work life and your home life lines to not be blurred and that you can have a definite boundary between work life and home life so here's some of your number one or some of the, the top tips that I would give in helping to have a set routine First things first, no matter how tempting it may be, 
to stay in your pajamas, get dressed. It is tempting to work in a pair of, you know, pajamas or yoga pants or whatever it is because it's comfortable and you're at home. However, research has shown actually that if you dress up as if you're going to work, then psychologically it sends signals to your brain that you are in work mode and it will help you stay in work mode. So, you know, if you can be productive in your pajamas and you're doing everything that you need to do and in your pajamas, then all means, by all means, then go ahead and keep wearing your pajamas. But if you're finding that you're wearing pajamas or you're wearing yoga pants all day and it makes you just want to lounge around and get up from your desk and lay on the couch and watch TV or take a nap or go do some exercising or that type of thing, then try getting dressed in the morning as if you are getting dressed to go to work. That will help you feel like that you are in a work routine. The second thing, have a space that's designated to be your work space. And it, 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 it doesn't have to be an entire room or an entire office. You know, it could be a, a, a desk and a guest room. It could be a desk and a nook of your living room. But if you devote space in your home to your work, it will help you feel like that you are at work, that you have a work space. And a good idea to do, um, one of the good things is um, something that I suggest doing that I did for myself, is if you, even if you just have a little desk, which is honestly what I'm using at this point, is a little desk in a, in a nook in my living area, you know, dress it up with office decor, dress it up with inspiring things, make it something that is warm and inviting. So even if you are in the smallest nook of your, your living room, it's a warm and welcoming spot for you to sit down and to work for a period of time during the day. And it will help you feel like that you are in work mode. Now, obviously, when you're setting up your desk or your space or your or, or something, you want to think about those distractions and you want to try to have as best to the best of your abilities to have a space that is going to be the furthest away from at least distractions that you can reduce or, or screen out if or, or shut out. You know, if you, you know, you obviously you wouldn't want to have a desk over by a window where you're constantly hearing traffic, you're constantly hearing the maintenance people or hearing the delivery trucks if those are things that are that will distract you so keep that in mind of wherever you have your space try to have it in the area where it's going to give you the least amount of distractions number three schedule your day figure out your priorities in the hours when you're the most effective if you draw up a structured schedule it's it, it will it will help you to reflect on what you're working on and how long you need to spend on each task and it also will help to motivate you because you can slowly start checking you you have a set routine you have a set schedule you have everything itemized of what you want to work on and you'll feel more productive as you begin to check things off you know step you know item or, or task or whatever task by task now with that, speaking of tasks, your fourth thing that, that can be helpful in setting a routine is staying on task. And just stay on task by setting goals. Give yourself specific targets to strive for. Um, you know, know what you wanna accomplish each day and what you wanna accomplish over the long term of the week or the month. Again, similar to scheduling out your day, you know, write out a list, figure out your priorities, 
devote most of your time and your resources to the activities that create real value. Another important thing, and this is very important, is to take breaks. You will definitely accomplish more if you allow yourself generous helpings of downtime. Um, the key is to, to try and pause and relax before, that's the hint, before you start to feel fatigued. And similar like to the way that it was at work, you know, there were probably periods of time where you, you know, you, you, you like more than likely unless you work through lunch, you, you know, you would take a lunch break, you may have a break in the afternoon where maybe you would socialize with some of your work co-workers or do some brainstorming or do the same thing, you know, have a break in the morning. Try to take regular breaks. And that way, that will help you kind of have a little bit of a break from that workspace during the day. And during that time period, you can even factor in for that period of time if you have time for, to, you know, for children or, or, or uh, you know, to make sure that your children are okay, that you, you can use that break time to make sure that they're doing what they need to be doing if they're at home or they're learning remotely and they're staying on, on task. But then also to have a break too, just for yourself, just to relax a little bit and decompress before you get back into that work mode. And the final tidbit is to reward yourself. Since you're working from home, um, you know, obviously it would definitely, it, it would be easy to just sit in front of the television all day and not get any work done. But um, for obvious reasons, if you probably want to keep your job, that's probably not the best idea. Um, but what you can do is, is you can avoid or bypass those types of temptations by just using little rewards to increase your productivity. For instance, you know, work for two hours. And if you work for two hours straight or you get a certain task accomplished and you're able to check that off your list, then reward yourself with a short break to, you know, to kind of do what you want to do. If you just want to listen to some music for a little bit or catch a little bit of a show or just lay and rest for a little bit. That will help to keep you motivated. It will give you the incentive to work toward a task, to accomplish it, and then you're able to reward yourself and then you're able to move on. Now, again, if you have a set schedule and a routine, it's gonna make it easier for you to set those boundaries between your work life and your home life. Again, these all, they all go hand in hand. And, um, if you know if with your family that's the key is that if you have a set routine and everyone knows this is your routine and this is what you need to do during this time period to get something done or you know that, that, that during this particular amount of time in the morning and this particular amount of time in the afternoon that you have to work then eventually everyone within your family including your children will get into a routine of respecting what your work hours are and in the segment that I have with educator Miss Janice from Miss Janice Music, you will learn about some ways to keep your children engaged and learning when it is an important time for you to work and to be able to get some work done. But the key is for you to have a routine, to get your children in a set routine, if your significant other's working from home, to have them in a set routine. And if everyone can kind of coordinate with their routines, everything, that it will make it easier and everyone can, can work on minimizing their distractions so that they can they can work through that routine and have that set routine, then it will make it easier, again, to draw the boundaries between work life and home life and those lines will no longer be blurred.
the final component to work-life blurred is setting boundaries. And obviously, setting boundaries is defining the lines between your work life and your home life. And basically, you're setting boundaries to where your work time at home is your work time and your home time at home is your home time. So when you're working during what is considered to be your work hours, you need to be available for whatever your work responsibilities are. However, when it is your home time at home, that is the time that you need to be able to have time for yourself, to decompress, to take care of you, to take care of your family, to have a place of rest, to have a place of retreat, and for it to be a place of enjoyment. So again, when you're working from home, then when it's your work time, then do whatever it is that your work responsibilities are. Again, like as in, in the earlier segments, you want to have a set routine. Eliminate, reduce, or screen out your personal distractions. So that way your work routine allows you to complete what it is that you need to complete during that work life time work time at home so that then you can enjoy your home time at home. Now, if you wouldn't take phone calls, it goes both ways. Then when it's your home time, that needs to be your home time at home. So if you wouldn't answer work phone calls or work emails or um, do any additional work at 10 o'clock at night when you had an office and an office building somewhere, then why are you allowing those things to happen when you are at home? Again, it's important to have a set schedule with a routine as discussed during the routine segment so you know and your family knows what your work hours are. So once those work hours are over, then it's time to shut down your little workspace and turn off your work email, turn off your work phone, and close down the office hours, office is closed, and then turn on your home life. And then that way, again, your home life can be enjoyable and your home, to a certain extent, what we're doing or enduring right now during this time period, it can be your place of rest and a place of retreat for you and your family. Now, obviously, a large component of having your work life being your work life at home, likely a big factor is if you have children who are also learning remotely while you are working from home. Obviously, there are going to be external distractions with that and your children and remote learning that is going to make it very difficult, likely, for you to have just work time when it's supposed to be your work time. So that is why I have the next bonus segment for parents about enforcing the schoolhouse rules for children when the children when your children are learning remotely. That way that helps it to where your children are on a set routine and their school hours are their school hours and hopefully then your work hours can be your work hours during that time period. So then once their school hours are over with, the schoolhouse doors are shut your work office hours are um, doors are shut and then you and your family can now allow your home life to be your home life and the work life lines are no longer blurred so welcome to the final segment 
establishing the schoolhouse rules at home. And as promised, I have a special co-host, Janice McDavid. She is the founder of Miss Janice Music. She is an educator, she is an actor, and she is a singer. And I am so excited to have her here at, because she has 20 years of experience as an educator and she can give every one of you parents great tips on how to have a schoolhouse and schoolhouse rules at home. So, Ms. Janice, you are a singer, you're an actor, you're an educator, you have pretty much done it all. So please tell us about yourself and your experiences with education. Okay, so thank you, Tracy. This is exciting. I love talking about kids and I love talking about education. So like, this is right up my alley. Um, so I will tell you a little bit about, about myself. I'm from South Carolina, so I'm a Southern lady like you. And I'm from Tennessee. <laughs> we actually only grew up two hours away from one another and we were born three days apart I know, so... on one another. So we are literally kindred spirits yes. and kindred sisters. I feel like we should, this is what we should be doing right now, working together. So exactly. Um, so just real quick about myself. Um, I am a graduate of Howard University, gotta always shout out my Yay, Howard, <laughs> my uh, school there, and um, I did get a BFA there in theater. So my background is in theater, and then I went on to Rutgers. Okay, Scarlet Knights. All right, never went to a game, so <laughs> I'm not a sports girl. Okay, not even the girls' basketball team games. You I didn't mean, go to women's I mean, basketball. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Women magic, yes, love that. But sorry, ladies. But yeah, ladies get it. Okay. Same as the Tennessee balls used to do back in the day. Since I'm from Tennessee. Okay. So, but I, you know, Scarlet Knights right there. And then um, uh, later down the line, as I developed my passion with working with kids, I went to Pace University for um, a master's in education. So that's just a little bit about my educational background. But as you mentioned, um, I have a business, Miss Janice Music, and I've been working with kids mostly face-to-face -face for the last 15, 20 years, but now, as everyone else, I am virtual and doing it just like every other teacher that's been thrown into this situation, but one thing I can offer today is being that I have been doing it now since March and had to jump in with just you parents, just like you guys, jumping in there and handling this, I can give you my perspective from a teacher's perspective, sitting on the other side of the screen, some things I've seen that have worked and some things that maybe don't work and why and maybe like what you could do to make this whole work life with school, kids at home situation just a little bit better. And that actually leads me to my next question, because you were saying that you, um, during basically shelter in place this spring, you taught classes online. So what was that like for you teaching mm -hmm. online? Tracy, can we say I was throwing curveballs and a lot of them hit me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I picked my face up off the floor and, you know, so trial and error, honestly. So, um, uh, on my own, I developed a program to just help parents that might have had their kids in daycare, which is a whole other situation, preschool daycare. True, true. That, and that's a whole routine in itself. And immediately, because I am not a full-time teacher at a school, I'm a part-time teacher and then I have my business, immediately I thought, what can I do to help? What can I do to help these parents? Like, 
they're, they've got to be out of their mind right now with two, three-year-olds, four-year-olds at home all day long. Exactly. These kids need structure. Everybody's going to go crazy. So um, I started with just doing like a circle time in the morning for free of my time for a, a good two, three months in the morning, every morning, a free circle time on Facebook. Just out of my wanting to help the community. And I, and I remember, because we follow each other on social media, I remember you doing that, and I thought, what a wonderful thing, and probably how many parents are so happy to have that. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. something to keep their children engaged for a period of time mm-hmm. during the day. Now, what did you find to be the most challenging as a teacher and an educator mm-hmm. during the, the time period um, during shelter-in-place? And a lot of people are still having to do that now mm-hmm. with remote learning. But what did you find to be the most challenging? So the most challenging thus far is keeping the attention of a child, keeping that engagement during their time on the screen, Uh keeping them engaged. Now, at first, I didn't have, I was on Facebook, I was doing Facebook Live, so there was no talk back. There was just me talking and then getting feedback from parents and pictures from parents and videos from parents. Oh, they love it. Oh, they're engaged. And I think one of the reasons that was successful is because they couldn't talk back. <laughs> Nobody could hear it, other kids talking. You get on a situation like Zoom, unless everybody's muted, it's Miss Janice this, it's Mom, I need that. Like, there's a lot of interruption. A lot of noise going on. Yeah, but with that situation with Facebook, it's like, I'm talking to the cameras. If I'm talking to the kids, I'm leading the class, and they might need to go to the bathroom, but I would never know, and nobody else would either. Uh-huh. So that's there's a difference there. So I have, you know, I've, with my with the private school I work with, I work with Microsoft Teams. You can hear and see the kids. I can see me. But that's more of a one-on-one thing, which I do do. But with a Facebook Live thing, that's more of nobody can hear anybody. So it's golden zoom okay we're moving into it so if you're in google classroom zoom anything where the teacher can hear and see you and there's a class i got some tips for you there too because i've experienced it all oh well i'm sure and that's perfect because i'm sure with the facebook live it was golden for you as a teacher to not have the kids talking back to not have to but for the parents it probably was still a whole nother challenge because they're having to try to keep their ch- children on task, whereas through Zoom or obviously in the classroom having the face-to-face interaction, a child is going to be more likely to stay engaged and behave and, and, follow, and follow the routine. So, so what did you find to be the most challenging um, for children mm-hmm. with the remote learning? So far, what I find to be the most challenging thing for the kid themselves is understanding what is expected of them. Uh Uh-huh. Just understanding what is expected of them. And so that also does flip back to the parent and the teacher as well. Because you need to tell them what's expected of them. <laughs> right, right. And it's probably something about being in the four, um, the four walls of a classroom that somehow... Expectations are set in a classroom. They are set. And you know it, and you might break it, but you know what's expected of you. And and see, and, and that, this is like the perfect example, because obviously this episode is dealing with work life and home life and how that is blurred. But the same thing is also blurred 
for, for children. Obviously, as a person and me working in an office, in the four walls of an office, I know what's expected of me and I have to stay on task. That is, you know, when you, when you are at school, it's, it's the same situation. And, and so when, it's and very you know interesting. You and you know when you don't, you know the, consequ- the consequences. Exactly. And because we were all thrust into this, the parents I see struggling the most are the ones that don't really have, and it's, not, it's no blame to them. They don't have that structure. They don't have that setup. They don't have the expectations, and they don't have the follow through of what if you don't meet those expectations. Exactly. Exactly. Which, which can be done easily with just a little bit of guidance. Right. Right. But but yeah, that there are that there are definitely consequences. There has to be. Uh huh. And we're talking about younger children. Right. When I'm talking, I'm I'm thinking elementary and younger because as middle school and high school. You know, we're in a different developmental stage and we're not going to need the same things as you need. And I think the ones that are struggling the most, unless it is a special needs situation, are the younger kids. And that makes They're sense. More needy. They're that, more needy. That makes sense. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Because I think as you get older, you do kind of know what's more, what's expected of you. If you were in middle school or you're in high school, you know that you need to get good grades if you're going to go on to college or this or that. So you yourself you know, will set yourself up. To make sure that you need that you're doing what what you need to do, but but a child, obviously yeah, a younger yeah. child, um, they, they're not looking down the road like that. And uh, yeah, and a younger child will interrupt you because they they need to sharpen their pencil. They will interrupt you because they need some water. They will interrupt you because they need you wipe their butt. <laughs> <I'm> so sorry. <laughs> now I know why I did not become an early education instructor. <laughs> So, so those are some of the challenges for the children. How about the parents? And I think that um, most of the people who are listening to this podcast, they definitely, I think it will be good for them to hear what some of the challenges of parents are just so that they know that they are not alone. Mm-hmm. So what did you see as some of the main um, challenges for, for parents mm-hmm. um, with their children at home and trying to educate them at home while they're also at home and working from home or even not even working from home, even if they, if they're just at home yep. and, and, and having the children now when the, when they used to be at the schoolhouse mm-hmm. following the schoolhouse rules. Yeah. A couple of things that come to mind. One is, um, a couple that I've been working with and they have a four-year-old and then I believe a 12-year-old. They're both working at home full-time and we're thrust in this like everybody else. Mm-hmm. So they're both working full-time at home with a four-year-old and then a 12-year-old. Like That's totally like different needs, right? Exactly. Now, that's a situation where I've, what, what, what I saw them struggling with, which they did a good job of working their way through the struggle, is when, it, when it's time for that child to work, who's on duty. Right. And when I say on duty, meaning a four-year-old might need redirection. Uh-huh. So we're not going to sit a four-year-old at a table with a tablet or a computer and think we're going to go and really have some 30 minutes, right, of, of them not interrupting us at all, with them not needing any redirection at all. That's not real. Uh-huh. So I saw them struggle with, okay, right now, 
I'm going to be in the meeting. I'm in a meeting, phone call meeting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now my husband's time to be nearby. Maybe not every second, right, but just available. So I'm not interrupted at all while I'm on my conference call. Right. Right. I saw them balance that, but I saw it was a struggle. Uh And I worked with them because I worked with them privately. I was able to work with their schedule. Okay. So I work... I, I have my own set schedule of classes, and I have private people. So uh-huh. they were like a private, you know, I privately taught their child, and I saw them work that out of, okay, right now dad is for this half hour. And the way I do it, which I feel is really good, is breaks. You cannot have, it's not realistic, like in a school when you're all through the day with a schedule, no. You need, this is the time I'm on the computer, this is the time I'm working, and then a break. You need work, break, work, break. Uh-huh. And during those breaks... Sorry, it has everything has to unfortunately be planned a schedule if you want some peace of mind. Okay. Yes. Um, something else I saw with a mom who was always a stay-at-home mom, doesn't have a job, and then her husband works full time but was working at home. Mm-hmm. Okay. But even still, she struggled. Why? Hey, she thought this was her child's turning four, going on five, going kindergarten. She thought done. <laughs> They're both going to school. Not in I 2020. I can reclaim myself now. <laughs> Not in 2020. And I've seen her struggle. Now she's doing a good job. She has made the environment in, a, in their room. The, the boys share a room. She has made a spot. Um, you know, I kind of helped her organize all her stuff on her wall and her sectioning off of things because they're both going to be working um, you know, the two kids are going to be working during this whole school year. They're going to be online at home. Mm-hmm. Okay? So even though she doesn't even have a job, except uh, being a mom, right? Which is right. A, the, oh, one of the biggest oh, jobs, full, okay? Full-time job. Trust me. I don't, I don't disregard that <laughs> at all. Um, she's had to come to terms with, God, I'm not going to be able to have me time. <laughs> and she's... Even though I like educating my kids, I need some stuff. I need to have a space. I need to be defined. I need to have everything I need so that when we're in school time, we're ready, you know? Uh-huh. So we ha- she had a big old excursion. I helped her picking out things at the store. What do you need in your space with your kids so they have everything that they need? And you know? and this is so wonderful because in an earlier segment, that's what I was discussing with, with um, you know, a- establishing and establishing a routine and a schedule of having a workspace, a set workspace where you sit down and work and that is your designated space. That will make it more easier for you to follow a routine. And so it's amazing that these same tips that they also apply for children, that if they are going to be at home, they need to have a set space that is their school space. Mm -hmm. So to a certain extent, it may not be the four walls of a schoolhouse, but it will at least give them a little bit of structure Mm -hmm. of having, you know, having, having a designated, a designated, a designated spot. So what advice then would you give to parents who, who have children who are still learning at home? What are some of the some of the the tidbits that 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 you could give to where they can have that set space or or um, to make it more that it's um that it, that it's like a school. Mm-hmm. So number one, I would say a schedule. Perfect. A schedule, a visual schedule. You're starting with your teacher at a certain time. Let's say eight a.m. Just throwing out a number. Uh huh. We're eating breakfast by 7.30. A visual schedule that indicates breakfast. You will be dressed and whatever by 7.45. 
you will go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) 7.50. I need your bottom in this chair. I just don't think that parents realize how how, um, micromanaging teachers are. And that's why I'm giving you the hint. Like, it sounds like, what the hell? Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. We're all adults. (laughs) Most of us attorneys. We've all said worse. (laughs) What the hell? I got to do all that? Unfortunately, if you you don't want to just, like, pull your hair out and and throw a a lot back. Uh Yeah. You're not doing that? Then we follow up with consequences and all this. But one, I'd say a schedule. Just a schedule. Okay? And, and that's a perfect, that's a great idea. I mean, and, and I would think they would even be similar. I mean, I'm not a parent, but I know I have um, friends who are parents where literally they will have a dry erase board mm-hmm. with everything Monday through Friday mm-hmm. of what, who's doing what, mm-hmm. you know, before all of this, what sport was what, mm-hmm. what time you're doing this, what time. You need that kind of stuff. Exactly. Right I mean, I think probably a, 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 um, a dry erase board with that mm-hmm. on there. And it does make sense. I mean, many many, many, many moons ago. I'm not trying to age as Janice. But I remember even in elementary school that literally we would have a, a, a dry erase board and it would say, this is what we're doing at this time, that time, that time. Because children, they do, they need that structure. And think about it, as much as we are as we are challenged by that from working from home as grown adults, how challenging is that for children? Mm-hmm. So I think that that is wonderful. So I'm sorry, go ahead yeah. and continue with so some more a things. schedule, yeah. Uh, okay. That makes sense, right? Now, then expectations. When you're online with your teacher, this is what I expect. It seems like a simple thing, but guess what? If you don't tell a child... I expect your bottom to be in that seat during the time. I expect you to be paying attention. If you need to go to the bathroom, whatever, however the teacher has set it up, you need to make sure you follow those rules. You need to make sure you have your pencils, your paper. Just letting them know exactly, exactly what they need to be doing and what they need to have, what you expect. And if you don't meet that expectation, that's five minutes off your uh, your free time of playing after after this class. You're gonna, you know, that's five minutes off of that, or that's you don't get to do your choice. Whatever, you know what you got for your kids that it hurts. Right, right. <laughs> you know that carrot you can dangle over them and what? <laughs> Whatever that is, you know what cuts to the core, right? <laughs> and I'm not saying taking it away at all. That is not what I'm saying at all. When I, when I, when consequences need to be, you need to be able to redeem yourself with consequences. Exactly. I, I don't like when someone's like, no more iPad for the rest of the day. <laughs> okay, then I'm just going to ball out then. Exactly. Why have I got to lose if exactly. I'm not going to get it back at all today? Exactly, exactly. Give some think, incentive. I don't think parents understand, and I'm not knocking it. I'm thinking about my sister, so sorry, Dana, if you're listening. But you can't do that. Uh-huh. What have I got to live for then? Right, right. If, if I can hold it together for 10 more minutes. Exactly. Some sort of get, incentive. To get it back. <laughs> sure, I might wild out again. Take it away for another 10. Not easy, but guess what? It works. Uh-huh. Because you take it away for the rest of the day. <laughs> guess who's going to be either mad for the rest of the day or bitter for the rest of the day. For, for, forget, forget the afternoon school is going to be meltdown. Meltdown from 1 o'clock. You got nowhere to go after that. Uh-huh. 
And these are, these are like, these are such great tips and it really is. It's about having structure. About, <laughs> definitely about having structure. Do you have any other tips? And I'm sure so you schedule, have. schedule, expectations. How about rewards? Yes. If you get it together before and then be sitting in that chair on time, brush your teeth, put on some clothes, please brush your teeth. You know, and we have to say this to ourselves. Exactly. I have gone days, sorry, sorry, <laughs> not sorry, of not taking a shower. We can roll right out of bed and work. Nobody's, you know, nobody can smell your breath. True. I've had to get it together. I've had to get it together. You're going to get up, you're going to take a shower, you're going to brush your teeth. Yes. <laughs> and I, I was saying the same thing when I was in private practice, when I had my own practice and I was doing primarily appellate litigation when I first started out I was literally in my pajamas all day <laughs> just all over the place no. and, and um, yeah sorry you're gonna get up you're gonna get it together you're gonna eat breakfast you're gonna use the bathroom you're gonna have all your stuff at the desk be ready if you get that done we having a good checks with the teacher what you're doing you're on point okay we're not perfect but you're doing your best right you now you just like you know what stabs them in the heart you know what gives them joy. <laughs> Bingo! 30 minutes of PlayStation, whatever it is, you know. And this is so ironic because <laughs> we haven't we haven't even um you haven't even listened to the first part of my my segment because we've recorded this the final this is the final segment. But I was even providing the same the same, you know, tidbits for for us from working from mm -hmm. home. Okay, if you work through for two or three hours, okay, then reward yourself. Mm -hmm. Go watch something for 20 minutes or, you know, take that 20-minute break. Whatever it is, you know, to that will, that will keep you going and keep you motivated. Yeah. So it's so amazing mm -hmm. that the same things that they apply for yes. children. Yes, yes. They, they, but you they have to guide children in that way. Right. Like you can be your own inner thought and talk exactly. to yourself. You need to teach them how to do it by just setting it up for them. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. Oh, these are such great tidbits. Do you have any? <laughs> uh, keep going. If you have more. <laughs> um, I'm sure there are a lot of parents out here. This could, probably could have been a whole <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, I would say those are the top three. I did mention to you, I am going to make a list of uh, top ten things that you can do to set yourself up for success that I'm going to make available on my website. So, MissJaniceMusic.com. Um just for your listeners, that's Janice like Janice Joplin, not Janice like Jan Nice. <laughs> it is, yes, Janice, J-A-N-I-S, but it's also M-S, M-S-J-A-N-I-S dot com. Miss um, Miss, yeah, M-S. M is a Mary, S is his name. Yes, JaniceMusic.com. And I will have this up on my Instagram account for people who are interested as well. So don't worry about jotting it down. I will have it. I will have it up so everyone knows Miss Janice. But I'm sorry to interrupt. Continue. No, no, those are my top three. And then I, you know, I am have gathered from talking to parents, talking to teachers, top ten to help you be successful at home. And when we say success, we're not talking about perfection. Uh huh. Okay, we can't expect that from kids as we can't expect it from ourselves. Oh, we can exactly. strive. We can strive to always be better. Right. right? So there. That's all I'm saying. Oh, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Now I do, and I I want to because I know the summer that was wonderful. You were hosting the virtual summer camp. Obviously, mm -hmm. you love music. You do a lot of um education. Um, uh, Miss Janice loves you know educating and and engaging children with music. If you go to her website, it is so cute and it's so amazing. 
amazing. All the different things that she has done. You can even see videos of her and, and school gymnasiums engaging all of the children. Um, so you had that wonderful um, virtual summer camp over the summer. Um, tell us about what, uh, this virtual after-school program that, you, so, that you're getting ready to set up. And it's going to begin... So that starts September 7th. And um, so, and it's for those parents who are looking for an after-school enrichment, but are still trying to stay protected and not being social. So still distancing, distancing ourselves, right? Um, so it's online, and I've made um, it available from three thirty to four thirty. You know, even though times across the U.S. right now, but, but you know, right. as I said before, I do private as well, so whatever works for people, but um, consistently Monday through Friday and enrichment, so we're talking K through second now, and we're talking enriching them with, um, so helping, it's kind of like helping with homework, but it's, so I'm doing some math components, doing some illiteracy components, so it's just Wonderful. enriching what they're doing. I'm not actually helping them with their homework, I'm uh -huh. helping them with those basic skills that help you that you build upon through the rest of your education um, in the primary years which that sounds wonderful and that's another thing that I was discussing earlier is that you know for a lot of parents it's difficult um, if you are working from home um, even with the with the remote learning or even children who are back actually physically at school if you're working from home there's still that time period between you know three o'clock and maybe 4 30 or five o'clock when you or when your work day ends that they still need to have something to do they still need something to be engaged in so that you can finish your you, you can finish out your work day exactly so this sounds wonderful and then you do also do um private yeah. mm -hmm. as well would you like to tell us a little bit about that because i'm sure people would probably be interested mm -hmm. um because of um my background and uh, what i've been teaching through the years i offer um acting classes for your little ones and i'm talking like k through second and uh, you know and up have masters in theater. <laughs> 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 I I coach and teach acting to many ages, but you know, um, so acting, voice, and then those primary um, skills that you need to build upon for your whole educational life, which is math skills, literacy skills. So that type of thing where you're, you know, some kids move along just because of the way the system works. They move along and still probably need to get a better foundation so you find yourself learning multiplication and you still really haven't learned the basics well enough because in this education system in america we tend to push 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 them along together when kids don't learn like right that. kids learn at different paces, paces but we keep pushing them together to go 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 next thing next thing next thing so i feel like you always kind of need to especially in those primary years keep uh giving some support with those foundational skills Addition, subtraction, understanding what a word problem is, understanding those keywords in word problem, understanding how to listen, how to find those how to find the information out. You know, just basic, basic, basic skills. Okay, uh -huh. so we're not so we can read fluently. We can think about things when we're reading. We can answer questions. We can we can um, make predictions about things. Like just more practice, more practice, more, uh -huh. more, more and more practice. You just need more practice. You know, so in a group of in a classroom in a group. Sorry, you just don't get it like one-on-one. -on -one. Right. And I keep my classes small. So either one-on-one -on -one uh -huh. or about 
four to five kids. Oh, perfect. Period. Perfect. <laughs> if I need, if you, you know, can't fit it into your schedule, I'm so flexible. So like Monday through Friday, Tuesday or Thursday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but I keep the numbers small. And then if the class is full, maybe I, I'll add another, or maybe you want private, but you know, or maybe you'll go to someone else. I don't care. There's <laughs> millions of people in America, right? I'm uh -huh. just telling you, it's helpful for many reasons. And you oh, think absolutely. About it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, Miss Janice and my friend Janice, <laughs> like Janice Joplin. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for all of these phenomenal tips. I truly feel like that there are going to be so many parents who benefit from this. And it is, it's so amazing. Like I said, because I, I did the, um, I, I podcasted or recorded the previous segments of this and it's so much similar, so similar, you know, to what we have to do as adults, but the adults is there, you know, you have to guide your children. So these have been phenomenal. Thank you. And, and, and I just want to say, I give it up to parents. I give it Absolutely. up to parents. Absolutely, 100. Like, I sometimes feel like, do I sound like I'm being harsh? I give it up to parents. It's right. a hard task yes. to do, you know? So I just want to encourage parents to keep trying to make it work for them in their life, you know, because I, 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 I commend you all. And we've all been thrown, the, thrown into this. This is a definitely trial and error for everyone. But we didn't realize, you know, as parents, you know, who would have thought that all of a sudden now you were going to have to be the schoolhouse, the teacher, the principal, everything <laughs> for your child in addition to you trying to work from home or, or do whatever that you need to do. Mm -hmm. And so it's so wonderful to have someone who's an educator because we don't, we're not there during the day. We don't know what you have to do to keep children in to line. Keep 25 kids. And, Exactly, <laughs> and keep them engaged. And so these are these are just you know these are those mm -hmm. tough rules that you know that you that yeah. you have to you know that, which that you, you have which to you've probably been doing. Right, it's just a lot to to think about doing it all. That's why I was talking to one of my friends who has a a four year old and a seven year old to do it all day long. Exactly, and wake up and here we go again <laughs> all day long. <laughs> And to have to have that parent hat where, you know, you wear the parent hat and you're having to do this and say this and say that. Then take off the parent hat, then put on the teacher hat and then say this and say that. So it is, you know, it's definitely a lot. And I absolutely 100% give all of the parents credit out there for doing everything that you did. And I know I'm sure that every last parent is doing everything that they can to the best of their abilities. Mm -hmm. And I think that your tidbits are going to help them. So. <laughs> and um, please um, um, check me, uh, check on my website, check on my Instagram account um, and I'm going to have Miss Janice's information on there if you are interested in her virtual after school program or any type of private tutoring you can direct message Miss Janice or go to her website I'll also have that up as well but thank you so much You're this has welcome. been wonderful <laughs> thank you thank you and now I will move on to the next segment which is our conclusion This is Tracy with Esquire Wellness, and thank you for joining me with this Sidebar Saturdays episode, Work Life Blurred, Creating Boundaries When Working From Home. I would love to thank Miss Janice from Miss Janice Music for co-hosting that special segment on enforcing the schoolhouse rules when learning remotely. 
And I would like to also invite any attorneys or anyone else who has wonderful wellness tips to maybe come and join me for a special podcast. We can actually, through the app, even podcast remotely. So please message if you would like to be featured on an upcoming episode of Sidebar Saturdays. Again, this is Tracy with Esquire Wellness, and thank you for joining me this week for Sidebar Saturdays, a wellness podcast for attorneys from an attorney. Take care and be well.